Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jolly Jarvis, and today I'm going to be talking to you about getting focused and stopping doing the faffing. Now, um, firstly, before I get on to focus but not faff, is um, a quick update for you. I've obviously, um, I am now back to work. So when I say back to work, I'm, you know, I'm not straight in. Um, really fortunately, I'm not straight into the nine to five Monday to Friday or whatever crazy hours. Um, I would choose within that that remit. Instead, I'm um, going back. I'm back into the Selling Without Sleeves office for a couple of days a week, uh, Mondays and Tuesdays, for the next four weeks before I start back on three days. So I think that's a nice sort of introduction back into work for me, um, but also for B3, so that he's got, he's not having to uh, go straight into nursery for three, four days a week. Though, to be fair, he just goes and sleeps and does what he does at home. So it's probably not a major impact for him. But um, my thought process was it's still quite a long day. So back into the office, purely with selling without sleeves from an agency point of view, I don't return um, and get meddling in that until uh, another three or four months. That's all very exciting. So it's interesting that uh, this is my <laughs> this is my first week back, and yet this is the first time I have had to do the podcast um, early in the morning because I've been so busy. It, it's really strange. I'm trying to not work so much in the evenings and giving myself a little bit of downtime. I have found that because well, like, basically, I took my podcasting equipment to the office and was like, "Yep, yeah, I'm going to use one of the meeting rooms and and do it there." And then I bought my podcasting equipment home last night because I ran out of days. Moral of the story, I'm going to keep my podcasting equipment. It's a bit faffy. It's not exactly huge, but um, my setup's got like a little, I don't know, I'd call it like a little spongy book behind it, which is a bit big. Um, and it makes it all a bit top heavy with the speaker and then the little, I don't know what you call it. looks like a fat guard, you know, the little fat splatter things that you have. Anyway, I digress. Rather than faff around and take that to the office again and then not not managed to do it I am going to uh, leave it at home and probably plan to do it one morning um, like I'm doing now so basically I'm swapping evening working for morning working but never mind that irony hasn't um, hasn't escaped me when I talk about being more organized on today's podcast and and you know that's one of the reasons why I decided to to cover the subject in other news we've got uh, branding and that is now out. So you should have seen on today's podcast that the little thumbnail, the the little icon for the podcast has changed. Now, just to go into a little bit more detail on that, because actually, I really like it. I, I don't know. I'm probably it's very easy to sell to salespeople if you're good at sales. And so um, maybe I've just been sold to. Uh, but I really enjoyed working with the team on the branding. And I think, you know, as, as far as branding is concerned, there is an element of sales. They, they are selling you those those ideas um, and, and giving you the whole uh, background on those ideas. And um, with the branding, the idea is, is that the um, selling is in uh, old school like billboard format so it's in an old school font um, which is why you won't see it anywhere else in my branding other than my logo because um, it doesn't actually fit with 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 selling without sleeves the idea is is that the selling um, sort of makes reference to 
uh, old school sales and pushy sales techniques and then the without sleaze that's kind of written in a kind of handwritten font um much better it's not my actual handwriting you would not want to see that on a logo um but it's it's written as a handwritten font as if i'm overwriting um and and sort of rewriting the future of sales so you've got the selling historical and then the without sleaze that i'm adding in and and changing the face of it with so hopefully that makes sense um the blue was they tried a number of different colors the my original color palette on my branding was well it's very bright um especially now i look at my new branding i'm like wow you know i do like that color um it fitted with my beautiful backdrop in the office which is now redundant but that that's okay because um the blue that i we en- eventually ended up sort of um deciding upon was actually a color it's one of my favorite colors which is really strange and it wasn't something that I noticed until somebody said oh you know when I think of that color I think of you um or when I see that color I think of you uh so um yeah it's actually it is one of my my favorite colors basically <laughs> I used to really like I was like when people said what was your favorite color this is when I was younger obviously um adults don't tend to ask that to each other now do they which is a bit strange but anyway um when I was younger um I used to get the whole you know what's your favorite color and it was actually the color of a fish in the local garden center and it was a sort of real pastely blue and this color is very very similar to that so there we go so branding is out um so obviously we've had to be super busy changing it all on different platforms but I think I really like it and it obviously fits so that it will be recognized along with the book cover. Just as a bit of a, an update for you on the book, um, we are moving towards the soft launch phase when I reach out to people and I get them to start reviewing and looking at it. The big push happens uh, in two to three weeks time. Um, it will not surprise you that over the next couple of weeks, I'll be reading excerpts from the book and I will be talking more around why are my motivations for, for doing the book, the sort of background on that and you know why I genuinely believe that anyone can learn to sell. Um, and so please do stay tuned and get involved with, with those. Um, obviously if you have any discussions on the creation of a book um, and what's involved then please do get in touch Obviously, as ever, you can jump into the Selling Without Sleeves group or you can email me at sarah at sellingwithoutsleeves.com. Please don't spam me with awful sales pictures. And then another one for the uh, update is the website. So the website is due to go live this week. So changes are really happening, which I'm so excited to be able to to change all these things and, and revamp stuff all in one go. I'm really fortunate timing and everything else but yes the website jeremy will be putting the website live this week so watch this space www.sellingwithoutsleeves.com please do check it out because i'm super excited to be able to launch that and and get people's opinions on it the sales funnel is still in process we are aiming at the end of may so if i say out loud it's definite commitment we're aiming for the 28th of may um moving forwards um a couple of weeks potentially because of timings with the book and everything else and getting the hard copy sorted out but you know i may surprise myself but the aim is the 28th the team are all working to the 28th of may which again it's so exciting um obviously that's meant that i'm having to review my packages and i am going to talk about that in more detail in the coming weeks um, and talk you through the process of looking at my 
in packages and how I'm I'm evolving those to help more people and also to make it so that I'm spending less time um, on one-to-one with people. Um, accountability and one-to-one elements are super, super important, but I need to be able to keep those to a, a minimum and, and still have the impact that we're looking for. And that's been the balance that I've been trying to achieve when creating my offer. More about that in the coming weeks. Um, but needless to say, I have, well, I'm in the process of, I've done a live in my group. I mentioned in there the fact that my, the grandfather writes, and this is what this is really important to me, is that people who have accessed me in the in the past, I'm very conscious of making myself as accessible to them as I can. So I'm not into people making price hikes and talking to, um, you know, if you spoke to one of my clients, uh, you'd know that I, I very much encourage people to do, you know, grandfather rights um, on pricing so that people who have accessed you at a certain level are able to continue to do so. Obviously, you know, if you did, you know, beta tests and you did it at a real discounted you know, not viable for scaling level, then obviously, you know, you need to review that um, and reassess that. And, you know, you can't have grandfather rights that are a tenth of your current fees, but making it as accessible as possible for as long as possible for people. I think, you know, it, it supports them. It supports people who've supported you early on. And so what I'm looking at doing is um, enabling current clients to still access my retainer pricing and then changing pricing going forwards so that you know it is a different package it is a different opportunity they won't have access to things that that the newer clients at a different price point will have access to um but um equally they will still continue to have the the service that they you know are used to um and rely on because i don't think it's fair for people to become reliant on something and expect that to be there and then to you know totally change the goalposts and and change that up so that is what I am currently doing and a little insight into my thought processes on on pricing and accessibility so on to get focused not faffing the reason why I sort of chose that you know focus is your friend and being focused is what is going to help you grow your business and it's interesting that I've said it before and I'm sure I'll say it again that when you start having conversations with people, um, you regularly come across the same sorts of themes. I don't know if it's seasonal. I don't know if it's external stimulus making people um, all behave and have similar issues. But I've had a client and a potential client over the last 10 days who I've spoken to. And I've, I've virtually said word for word, which is, you know, the irony um, on on doing one to one stuff. And, and the fact that, you know, you can actually cover stuff in groups noise. But anyway, I will stop talking about package creation because that's not what we're talking about now. It, it's really interesting that it's been around, you know, you need to focus. The, the, the reason why your business hasn't done so well so far is because you flip from one thing to another. And um, the reason why, um, you know, I'm speaking to somebody who's got everything in place they know resources, they've got social proof, they've got everything, and yet they are not moving their business forwards as you would expect. And the reason for that is, is they're always second guessing themselves. Am I doing the right thing? Should I focus on a different group? Have I got it wrong? And that faffing, that self-doubt, it takes time. It it sucks up that time resource that you have and results in you not being as focused and productive as you could be. 
And so it's really important to progress. You need to take focused action. Okay, you need to be consistent. Obviously, it needs to be in the right in the right way. You know, you can be super focused, but going in totally the wrong direction for your business. And that's why I am so into quarterly planning. And but I promise you, I'm not going to bang on about that again um, today. Um, but you know, you know that I'm a fan of, of planning out your quarters and figuring out what you're going to achieve. You know, I'm a fan of setting those quarterly rocks as I call them. Um, thank you traction book for that. Um, for those of you which haven't, uh, listened to my podcasts on, uh, planning, please do so. Um, I talk a lot about the, the book Traction, which is available on Amazon. It's even available in um, Audible version if that's your preferred listening. Well, yeah, listening consumption method. So, you know, the, the key thing is, is to have those aims to not be in that moment creating ideas and deciding to run with them, but to have had a sit down and actual giving yourself a, a clearing of the diary and some space to think through what do I need to do this quarter and what do I want to achieve? What What's the bigger goal and what do I need to do now to start achieving that bigger goal? It's very interesting that in that process of, of doing that, in that clarity, you are going to make a better decision than, uh, you know, in the heat of the moment um, based on emotion. So, you know, you want logic, you want to think through things, you want ideally to talk it through with somebody else and um, to sense check. And then, you know, you commit to it, you lock it in and that is your focus. So you have your day to day activities to, to do, you know, to keep your business moving. You know, that's sort of um dealing with customers and doing fulfillment, but also you're doing those those long-term goals. You need that focus. Um, another thing that might work for you, and this is figuring out, you know, what does work for me? And I've written down here three potential areas. I'm sure there are considerably more, but just as I say, within the last sort of seven to 10 days, these are the sorts of solutions we've worked through and come up with. A key one is accountability. So having said it out loud, you then feel that need to to actually go ahead and and carry that out. Um, I read a really interesting book by it was Professor Stephen, somebody called um, the Chimp Paradox, and in there he talks around actually if you want to do something or you need to do something that you don't actually enjoy doing, and the best thing to do is to you know get somebody to um, come around and look at it um, and arrange for them to come around and look at it before you've even done it. So that you've got that pressure of completing it because your chimp, your emotional side won't let you let yourself down um, in front of that person and, and not achieve it. That's a really interesting concept and it actually does work. Having used it myself, obviously, you've also got accountability partners and also getting accountability from a coach so that, you know, you're paying them. It's amazing what happens when you're paying somebody. But, you know, you feel that need to make the most out of that resource. And you, know, you think, oh, that's crazy that I have to pay somebody to keep myself accountable. But if that's what gets you moving your business forwards, if that's what gets you doing stuff, it's worth its weight in gold. So accountability is a key one. Having a clear plan is, you know, my second point, which is, you know, doing those rocks, doing those uh, focuses for, you know, breaking it down into months or quarters so that you've got a clear plan and clear steps in place that you're going to to, to, to implement in order to get towards that goal um, and, and take that action. And also having an end point and a purpose. It's very, very difficult to stay motivated towards something. I have a client who is super good at what she does. Um, and she's got to a point now she's at 
you know, she's got a six figure business and she's like, oh, I've got a six figure business. That was the aim. I've got a six figure business. And I'm like, right, next aim, you know, what's going to happen? And for some people, it's that need to have an end point. And it's that idea that this isn't forever. You know, sometimes your business is really hard work and, you know, it takes up more time than you'd want it to. It's like an additional child. And, you know, you don't want to stick at it long term. You know, you don't feel it's sustainable. There is nothing wrong with that. Having an exit strategy, having an idea of, you know what, and you want to make this business as profitable as possible. The reason why you would want profit um, is because you multiply your profit by four to get the value of your business. As a rough estimate, your accountant can help in more detail. But obviously, then you therefore you want to be focusing on making the business profitable so that you can take those accounts and you can get that value for the business and you can look to sell it. Is it easy to sell all businesses? Absolutely not, especially if it's a service business and it's based around you. Uh, That's why, you know, you want to be ensuring that you're putting steps in place so that if you got run over by a bus, somebody else could take over and you have actual resources within the business, um, which provides that value within it. You know, having that clear endpoint, even if it's just right, okay, you know, if I do X amount, I can take on somebody to help me. And that idea that you're not going to be doing it all alone, you're not going to be everything to your business. Um, you know, it's a strong motivation for others. It's, you know, I'm going to sell this business, I'm going to buy a house. Um, let's not talk about the tax implications. That is, you know, if that's the aim, that can be factored in. It's figuring out what what do you want, what's the what's the goal here? What's your endpoint? And then when you've achieved that endpoint, what's next? Because I think that's when people can become very aimless. They can lose their focus is when they've achieved that goal. And I know for the, the, my six-figure client, um, you know, despite the fact is working on other elements, most of it was attached to that figure. And so having achieved it, they're a bit like, oh, I know, home and dry. And then it's like, well, you know, what next? Um, and that's the thing is, you know, you need to you need to be getting that on and you need that that next goal, that next aim. And that's why, you know, those big, hairy, audacious goals are a really good idea so that you can always have something to keep aiming for. Another thing that you, you want to be doing is carrying things out to completion. Um, it's really important that, you know, when you have a plan, when you have a task, when you have an idea, that you fully test it. Um, going back to when I was working with the guides in the academy, well, getting on for nearly this time last year, there were lots of, of, of trial and error things. There was lots of, you know, we need to test this out. We need to look at this. We need to try this out um, and see if it works, particularly when you're looking at, you know, where your ideal customer hangs out. Um, where they hang out and where you can be most effective, where there's less noise, um, can be different things. And so getting on those platforms and testing out your messages, etc., is the way forwards. Self-doubt and changes of plans reduce your impact. They reduce your focus. They take up time and energy. In a lot of times, they're, they're a waste of time and energy. If you have true doubts about your business, about your business direction, then talk them through with somebody, obtain the information, look at the the actual evidence and determine, you know, am I right in thinking this? If it's a feeling that just will not go away, then it's looking through and thinking, well, what is going to make it go away? Constantly flitting to, is this going to work? Should I be doing this? Should I be changing? Should I change my focus? Should I change my packages? Um, is never going to help you achieve with your business is never going to help you succeed it's noise it's getting in the way the people that you see doing really really well are the people that implement and they take 
action, consistent action, and they are focused and they are driven. Okay, that isn't to say that they don't sit back and review, but they don't sit back and review on a daily basis. That can be a form of procrastination. You know, that self-doubt of, oh, am I doing the right thing? Do I need to be focusing on somebody different um, is not is not helpful um, and is just you know, a distraction from the bigger picture. So, you know, do the research, take some time out, do the research that you need to look at the evidence, determine whether or not, you know, you are right to be carrying on on this track. If you can't find any strong evidence that you are not right to be carrying on on the, on the track that you are doing, then carry on. I've seen so many people who just because things haven't worked straight away, they've given up and had they stuck at it, they would have done really well with that business and that business idea. A lot of the time, it's not down to the idea, it's down to the implementation and the action you are taking. Um, I've seen people with very, very middle of the road, verging on weak ideas, come through and, and make a successful business, particularly when you're aiming at, you know, I want to get to a decent income. I want to get to three, four grand a month. You know, you can get that on a reasonable idea. Um, you know, if if you want to make millions, um, then yeah, you know, you have to come up with a decent concept like, you know, uh, Apple. But, you know, for those smaller numbers, we're looking at a, you know, a reasonable offering implemented and taking action on. That's not to say that sometimes your offering isn't letting you down, but actually there's a lot more procrastination around that than there is actual evidence of that. As I say, looking at people, looking at where their businesses are, um, so often people are wanting to swap and change and get something perfect when in fact they could have run with, with what, what they had and they would have been fine. On that note, guys, you know, the key thing here is to be clear in what action you're going to take and take that action. Self-doubt, umming and ahhing, questioning things, flitting from one shiny new idea to another, creating enough lead magnets for a small army um, are not going to get you where you need to be. You know, you've created a lead magnet, then, you know, test that lead magnet out to exhaustion before you carry on and you use and create another one. Um, you know, make sure that is it really this which isn't hitting the mark? Do I really need to produce another course? And on the course's notes, you know, I am a big fan of producing a course as you go. Float the idea, get people signed up and create the content as you go. And that way, not only can you tailor that to what people are saying and, and feedback, and which means that you're not going to have to rewrite an entire course because you've done it already and then put it out to your market. Um, but also, you haven't created something that people don't want. Um, if nobody wants it, you know, you can go back to the drawing board, you can tweak it, having tested it, effect, you know, as, as far as you can. Go back to the drawing board, tweak it, and go back out there with a different message, a different take on it, um, and, and see how that goes. It's trial and error, guys, until you get to really know your ideal customer. Um, there's going to be a lot of, of testing and in the testing you want to test something as you know in-depth as possible um, and thoroughly as possible before you move on but you don't want to be wasting time and energy flitting between ideas that you haven't actually thoroughly tested. So next week I'm going to be talking more about the book behind the scenes and you know over the next couple of podcasts that's what I'm going to be focusing on to give you a taste of what's in the book and my motivations for doing it and why I truly believe that anyone can sell. So on that note guys thank you so very much for listening. Have a great rest of your week and I will see you all again next week so Thursday. So in the meantime bye for now guys and happy selling. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you are listening from to leave us a review. 
It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it.